because big deal. You get beat, you get beat, but go, don't be afraid to fail. Cause when you do that, you're tentative and, and you know, it's, it's basically you're delaying the inevitable. If you're, if you're not willing to fail a little bit, you're not going to improve. Hi, my name is Prince Daniels Jr. And I'm a former NFL running back an author and thought leader who lives by the mantra. Nothing is impossible unless you truly believe it is. I found the game beyond the game talk that talk as a place for thought provoking and inspiring conversations with professional athletes discussing life's transitions. Game Beyond the Game is an ecosystem for professional athletes to cultivate the mindset to discover their overall purpose and vision in the game of life. And now it's time to talk that talk with your MC, Stan Pearson II, and myself, Prince Daniels Jr. We're lucky today to have Todd Delamalier with us, and he's been working in the fitness industry for over 15 years, and he's a graduate of Duke University. And while at Duke, he was an academic all-ACC performer on and off the field. He continued his football career, signing a rookie free agent contract with the Indianapolis Colts in 2002. Hmm. He also played uh, for the Rain Fire of NFL Europe in 2003 for sustaining a career-ending shoulder surgery. Uh, career-ending shoulder surgery. Uh, Todd resides in Charleston, South Carolina with his wife. Mindy, and four daughters, one of which we just met, who's adorable and amazing, in addition, to his, in addition to his personal training clients and group fitness classes, he is also the co-owner of Hall of Fame Solutions, LLC, with his father, Joe. And with Hall of Fame Solutions, they aim to spread functional fitness to individuals of all walks of life through several products that make fitness accessible to everyone, which is amazing. Welcome, Todd. How are you doing? Good, man. That was a heck of an introduction, man. <laughs> we aim to please. Oh, man, I'm happy to be on, guys. Thanks for having me, friend. Oh, man, you're welcome. Thank you for being on, man. Yo, so, yeah, so I'm happy to hop, hop right into this. Uh, yeah. Excited to hop right into this. Uh, I know as we kind of hopped on and we were getting situated, you mentioned that you had, you know, a client was just leaving. So that drive, like, so what created the love for health and fitness? I know we're going to jump on a few things, but I thought that'd be a great place to start. Yeah, I mean, it was just something that, um, I would always see it like there weren't a whole lot of guys at Duke that like continued on at my, you know, a lot of guys just finish and they go into their, their, their job for the rest of their life. And I remember coming back, like the first time we come back to like a game and you see one guy who used to be 280 that just withered away to nothing. Wow. And then you see another guy who was 200 pounds and you're like, man, you're like 230 now, man. You need to <laughs> figure this out a little bit. <laughs> and I always love working out. So I was kind of like, man, I'm not, I'm not going to be that guy. If I, when I'm done with football, fitness is important to me and I like doing it. Um, so it was kind of one of those things I, I, you know, when football was over for me, I got in the fire department and, um, I noticed there, there's a big, you know, you see guys that you're putting your body in a really stressful situation, running into a fire. A lot of them are overweight. A lot of them are not, fitness is not, they're stress eaters or a stressful job. And I kind of was like, man, I, I'm going to take care of myself that, you know, if, I, if I'm ever called and have to go to a fire. I never want to be the guy that runs out of gas physically. So, <laughs> so it, was like, you know, it was like being a guy in the fourth quarter you couldn't count on. I don't want to be that guy. So <laughs> I, I always just kept it up for myself. And and then when I, when I got out of the fire department, it was, it was something I just continued. And my dad's always been big into fitness. So uh, we started our company and we do a lot with resistance bands. And it's just kind of one of those things that just has been a lifelong passion of mine. And it kind of just naturally led into people coming up to me at the gym or whatever being like, Hey, will you train me? I'm like, yeah, you know, after a while, sure. I'll, 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 I can do that. And 
the lady is funny. The lady I had today is I've been training her son since he was like seven, seven, eight years old. And she would work out, you know, drop him off to work out. And then one day she's like, can you train me too? I'm like, yeah, shoot, come on. More the merrier. And, you know, um, shoot, I'm in my 40s now that I'm like, you know, I still think of myself as being a kid. I'm not. <laughs> no, you wear it well, man. You wear it well. I got my hat on. I take my hat off. I don't wear it too well. <laughs> no, people don't have to know the truth. They don't have to know the ah, truth. This is magic TV. They, oh, they okay. keep that part from <laughs> the kids. Okay. <laughs> cool. So, so really quick, you, you mentioned a firefighter. So from, you know, professional sports, professional athlete, academic All-American, you know, uh, you, give, you give me a lot of credit there, academic All-American. I mean, why not? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the story is told by the victors. I'm sorry, all ACC <laughs> academic performer. Yeah. So tell me, so why a firefighter? Why the fire department? Um, it's just one of those. So one, my, my mom's dad, was uh, he was the chief of a small department inside in Detroit. Um, he lived in Centerline, Michigan. It's where like, all my family's from. And he was the chief up there. And he's a guy that, like, if, if – you know, you can find something wrong with everybody. That's one guy in my life. I don't know if I've ever seen the guy do something that wasn't like commendable. I'm like, man, if you're going to model your life after somebody, this is the guy to do it. Wow. And when football didn't work out, I just, I, you know, we're saying we're kind of talking about the corporate thing. I went to a lot of interviews and I'm like, oh God, like, you know, <laughs> the idea of making cold calls, it just wasn't me. It's, you know, and I'm like, man, I moved around a lot as a kid. So the other thing I thought about was federal law enforcement and it just the idea of having to move a lot. My wife is a Navy brat. But we liked where we were. And I'm like, one day I'm driving by the chief's office. I'm like, man, I'm going to see what it's be about to be a firefighter. And it's, it's kind of just kind of one of those things. I didn't, literally did not think about it till that day. And then I went in the chief's office. I'm like, man, that's something I might like to do. It's somewhere there, there's the physical side of it, which I enjoyed, but then the camaraderie, man, you, um, Prince, you got, I mean, that's what I miss a lot of football right away out of it. It's like, dang, man, I, I'm not going to have that bond with guys again. Right. And, and the fire department really filled that, that void mm. in my life. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Now, you also talked about, you, you mentioned, you know, things that you like to do and going on interviews and so forth. What are, this, what are some of the things you found yourself doing in your journey of, you know, creating the fitness journey and then the company with your dad? What, what are some jobs that you did, you know, in your game beyond the game? So, well, and this, I'll go back to my dad. And this is one thing, and this is like advice I'd say to guys that a lot of guys, man, um, Prince, I don't know. I'm assuming you had an injury because you did. Is that how your career ended? That's exactly how it ended. Happens a lot. Right. And it's like, you wake up one day, you're like, dang, what, what am I going to do? And um, I'll go back to my being, being a kid. Like my dad was, he played 13 years. He had no injuries. All right. And he got out of football. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry to stop you, but who is your dad? <laughs> Joe Delamalier. I'm sorry, Joe's. He's in the NFL Hall of Fame. He uh, he blocked for OJ in the '70s, and then was with the Cleveland Browns when they were cardiac kids in the '80s. Nice. And um, but I mean, if I ever, you know, there there are times I'm like, man, I wonder if uh, I didn't give his speech. At, you know, it used to be somebody gave a speech at the Hall of Fame, and he had a, a writer from from uh, from Buffalo gave his speech for him. But when I think about it, I'm like, man, I wonder what I would have said because me and my dad are real close. And, um, you know, I always think back, well, so I don't remember a lot of him playing. I was in kindergarten, but when he was probably, he was, shoot, he's my age. He's, he's 41, 42 years old. He had a couple of businesses. Long story short, he got, he was a victim of white collar crime. He lost all his savings from football and what? right away. So I was sixth, seventh grade. It was like, all right, this, this is what, like, you know, you hear all the cliches like, oh, you know, be tough, this, that, or well, well, this was real life. This was okay. I lost all the money we had. We got six kids. What are, what are we going to do? 
and he started a moving company and I did that with him. It was, it was just me and him. It was called great moves. I'll come back to a funny story about that later, <laughs> but he started, but he's just like, what, what am I going to do tomorrow? Not, not what am I, you know, I'm not going to sit there and he's a doer, which is uh, as to me is like, that's kind of how I am. I'm not going to sit there. And it's bit me in the ass a couple of times that I'm not a business plan guy. I just start doing stuff and I end up learning through air. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, he started a moving company. He, he played arena football at 41 years old and uh, he was coaching high school football. So he's working his butt off every day and I'm kind of doing this with him. We're in charge, you know, he's in charge of facilities at the high school. So we're cutting grass all day. He's going, he's going to football practice. Then we're doing a move in the evening and then he picks up a job. He picked up a job where we're, we got a job cleaning Pfeiffer College at night. Like, for, and we did, it, right? we did it. I was like 13, and we get in there, and my dad's, hey, Todd, this is, this is like 200 bucks cash. You know, it's, it's under the table. This is good. And I'm like, Dad, we got to – got. I'm like scrubbing <laughs> the toilet, and I'm like, man, I, I got to like sleep at some point. Um, and I laugh about it now, man. It's some of the best times of my life. But when I think about it, I think back and I admire that, man. Nothing was beneath him. There's, there's guys that have been to the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. And they got a hard time going, damn, I'm not, I'm not the man anymore. Now what do I got to do? And he, he get his hands dirty and he's like, man, I'm, I'm going to work. And, you know, I'm not saying you go work menial jobs. If, you, if you're an educated guy, of course not. But you move on. You don't sit there and say, oh, you know, you, you don't play the victim and you don't sit there and go, oh, you know, I got hurt or this or that. It happens to a lot of people. You got to pick yourself up and keep going. And when I think of that time in my life, I was like, man, that was pretty cool. It gave me confidence now that I have my own family. That, man, I'm, I'm always going to work. I don't care what it is. I don't care if I got to go dig, dig a ditch. And I'm not saying I'm going to do that for my whole life. But if I got to do it for a week to do it, I'll do it. And, and nothing's, nothing's – when I saw my dad do that, and like nothing was beneath him. He's now a Hall of Famer. People go, wow, look at this. And I'm like, man, that, he, 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 would, he, would, he would go do whatever he had to do to, to, to you know, take care of his family and all that. To me, that was – a Life, you know, I got to watch him do that. It was a life lesson for me. Wow, man. You know what? It reminds me of this, the quote of, uh, you know, even the oak tree started out as an acorn. Yeah. And as you mentioned, your dad being in the Hall of Fame, it's like so many people see the end result and sure. don't have an understanding of what the growth, the watering, the maturation, the, the struggle through all seasons and weather, you know, to make what happened today. Do you? Have you shared, I don't necessarily say any of those stories. I know you have a three-year-old. I can't remember how old the other two are. But, you know, how has that relationship, you know, helped you, you know, develop and have conversations with your four daughters? How has that affected you in fatherhood? Well, it's just, I mean, I, like me and my dad were so close growing up. And I had six, uh, I'm one of six. I got a twin sister. I got two older sisters, two younger brothers. Um, and actually, when my dad was coaching, he had three kids, three guys could coach, live with us. So at one point, and this is when all this was going on, we had not like nine kids in the house. <laughs> I mean, we go, it was two, it was two black kids. My two brothers are Korean and then four white kids. And it was like, we walked around people like, what's, who are, the what's going on? like a candy camera over here. These people walk <laughs> through the grocery store. But, um, I mean, just from, from a, um, standpoint, I, I, I wouldn't consider myself like a, a strict dad or anywhere. Of course, I'm 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 gonna be disciplined my kids when I need it, but I want to be a friend to them and like have, have them be approachable. I, mean, I want to be approachable like my dad was to me. Mm-hmm. Don't want to, you know. Amazing. So I know that you know you and Prince have obviously that camaraderie you mentioned, kind of knowing of each other's 
you know, playing days. So, so Prince, you know, you're both dads, and not just that, but dads, girls, you know. So, you know, what thought, you know, what question, Prince, might you have, you know, uh, about, you know, let's say fathering girls and your game beyond the game, you know, or is it a different approach than it would be not having kids or having boys as opposed to girls? Uh, so we, we not only have, uh, going, I mean, being in the ACC together, but ACC all academic, you know, and we both wore 45. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's that's a beautiful we, thing. we got a lot in common. Um, but for me, that question would be, uh, when, so you have four girls. So mm-hmm. at what point in time did you feel like, Ooh, it's time for me to anchor down and 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 be the dad that I need to be. Like, what was going on in your mind? Like, did you say, "Oh man, you know, financially, where am I?" Or did you attack it on, attack your head on by saying, "This is who I am. This is my life. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to be the champion that they want me to be, and I'm going to show up every day." Was that you, or you know? Yeah, well, it was. You know, dads, dads in the fire department are usually pretty involved because the schedule is usually 24, 48. So I was still in the fire department when I had my first two kids. Uh-huh. So it was, you're off for, you're on for 24, you're off for 48. Uh-huh. So usually like you couldn't make it work if you, if you pay childcare, like usually most guys go for 24 and then you come watch your kids for two days. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 you're wearing a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. So it was like one of those things like, but I wasn't like, you know, a lot of dads don't get the opportunity. I think it's a great opportunity to spend time with, with your kids or days that it's tough. You know that. I mean, Anybody that says, hey, it's great being with my kids all day. It's not great all the time. Everybody knows that. That's a lie. <laughs> it's great, and I love it. But uh, right. you know, it's just one of those things you kind of naturally fall into it. It's, it's, it's yeah. a choice made to be a fireman, and that came along with it, that the blessing and the curse, I'd say, honestly, of spending a ton of time with your kids. Nice, nice, nice. Super amazing. And you mentioned your wife earlier, you know, and certainly in the introduction. So what is, what is a woman, uh, what is she like, you know, who, you know, mother, your, your four daughters seems to be supportive along the way and push you like, yeah. who, how is she? Like, how great of a champion is she? What is she? You got her on the other line, like asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, Link twice if she's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's awesome. Like my so my wife played soccer actually, and she was an all uh, all SEC soccer player. Okay, nice. Hey, first off, stop it right now. You're a bunch of overachievers, and I won't have it. No, just <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, I always say, you know, I lucked out because she. Um, I, first thing I noticed, like, and you know, everybody, I dated other people in college, and I dated people that weren't athletes and people that were athletes. To be honest, man, I'm like it struck me with my wife. I got lucky because I'm like, man, she gets what it's about to be on a team. It's not, mm. it's not all about her and it's not right. all about me. We're going to figure it out. I mean, they're, I was talking, it's funny. I was, we drove out, her parents live out at the beach now. We we're driving out the other day and I'm like, man, you know what? Every day when I was in the fire department, she, her mom would watch two of our girls. She would get off work, drive 45 minutes, pick them up, bathe them there, feed them there, drive them back, get home at like eight 30. And then I usually meet her in the, you know, where I'm like, damn, man, you didn't complain very much, Mindy. She's like, well, what are you going to do? That's you do what you got to do. Mm. So I was like, I, I got lucked out, man. She's, 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 she's consummate, like gets the team concept. That's how we're able to have four kids, which is a lot for, for this day and age. All right, oh, man. Congratulations. That's amazing. So, you know, we've talked about obviously you as a kid and obviously, you know, your kids. And I'm sure you went through some difficult times, maybe as you reflect or, you know, look back to being younger. 
Is there any advice, you know, you would give to the younger version of you, maybe the teenage you, yeah. you know, when you went through something or even, you know, the never being injured, then being injured, you know, yeah. you know, advice you'd give to that person. I mean, uh, like two things I'll say is one, be, be willing to, and it's hard to do as a kid is to th- think out of the box a little bit. Like, cause I was, I was, a, and it's, I think it's a natural thing for, for a kid to do. If you're a good bench presser, what do you do? You, and, and you suck at something else. What do you do? You usually go bench. bench. Cause it's what you're good at, right? You know, that's, that was me. Like I, I like to work out, but I think I neglected to do things. And I'm talking specifically from a sports standpoint, advice I would give myself is be willing to think out of the box and, and be willing to fail sometimes. Like that's, that's something I think when you're 15, you're 16 years old, your, your ego is so fragile. You're not going to put yourself in a position to get beat, you know? And it's like, you, you almost ride that all the way up to, cause you get into the NFL as a rookie free agent and in your mind, I'm like, I've never been cut from anything in my life. You know, and it's, it, but then you're still afraid of that failure. You're, you, you know, I, I went into camp, um, it, to my younger self, I would say, you know what, man, go into camp and you go up to whatever, go, go try and cover Edger and James one-on-one, go do that. Cause big deal. You get beat, you get beat, but go, don't be afraid to fail. Cause when you do that, you're tentative and, and you know, it's, it's basically you're delaying the inevitable. If you're, if you're not willing to fail a little bit, you're not going to improve. So my advice would be, I know all walks of life, but especially in football with kids, it's like, hey, man, you're going to get beat. And, and to me, if I, were, if I were talking to high school coaches, I would say, teach these kids that, man. Don't, don't, you don't want to put the fear in a kid like, oh, hit that guy. You meant what what'd you do? It's like, no, teach him a little bit. Say, hey, man, everybody misses. I can find film of Ronnie Lott, who's probably – you can find film of anybody. Guess what? They fail sometimes, and they get up and they play better. And, and that would be my advice to, to myself and the kids now. Don't be afraid to fail. Get out of the box a little bit. What you're not good at, man, that's the stuff you got to work on. Mm. Amazing. Refusing to fail is delaying the inevitable. Oof. That's heavy time. Man, can you write that down? <laughs> that, <laughs> actually, I, I will. Actually, I will quote you on it later. Hey, I got you. He, he's smooth with the man. <laughs> I got you. It's yeah, sad that's better, Stanley, when you said it. It's, but now it's your words. I, I, you can have it. You can have it. <laughs> No, no. no, man. A- appreciate that word. I know we may be closing out soon. No, Prince, do you have any, you know, final thoughts or questions now that are coming in that you'd like to share with Todd or, you know, about, uh, let's say this game beyond the game and how we pursue it. Um, in life after pursuing, you know, sports, what's that one advice that you would give somebody if you were to pass you know, tomorrow, what would be that advice that you would give to your girls if you had to sit all four of them down and 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 it, you had to have that real moment and you say to them, girls, you know, daddy probably won't be here tomorrow. What 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 would come right after that? What would you say? I would say do do it. You know, it sounds really cliche. I'd say do what makes you happy because it's, you know, there are definitely times I look in the mirror and I go, dang, man, I I, I don't make very much money or whatever. But I'm like, that doesn't matter to me. You know, that doesn't matter to me. It might matter to someone else, but it doesn't matter to me. So, so what, don't worry about what other people think. Do what makes you happy. Do what you're passionate about because, you know, I've kind of come full circle back to fo- football. I work with a guy um, named Scott Peters now with a, a company called Tip of the Spear. And it's, it's Scott and this guy, Mike Pollock, who also played in the NFL. And they had much more distinguished careers than I did. Mm-hmm. But, um, and Scott is now an offensive line coach with the Cleveland Browns. He's, a, he's an assistant line coach. But this whole thing I was talking about, you know, um, 
being being okay with failure, stuff like that. It has to do with football, this company, tip of the spear, but the approach to it is is all this, thinking out of the box, doing things like that. But I got back to football because it's always in the back of my mind and I'm passionate about it. I love football. I miss football. And the tip of the spear is a way to make the game safer and better. And I don't think it's an accident that I somehow ran into Scott. It's You know, when you think things over and over, eventually something happens to bring that together. And I can't even remember how I met him, but now I'm involved with Tip of the Spear, and I love it. I'm passionate about it. And it's it's if you're passionate about something, eventually it's going to come back to you. So for my kids, I got way off prints, but for my kids, I said, do do what makes you happy, and and you're going to kind of attract that kind of those kind of people into your life. You're going to find opportunity. I think it's hard to find opportunity doing something you hate because you're you're not you know what I mean. Like you're not you're not looking for it. You're like, oh god, let me get through the day. You know when when you when you're kind of you're you're positive. And you're surrounding your people, yourself with people like that. You start to get opportunities, and that's you know. So, <laughs> man, thank love you it. For, thanks for saying that. And also, amen. <laughs> we, amen. We're doing all this. I don't know. We we clap. We snap it. All of it. And, and, and another joy you you left also tied was a uh, what matters to others doesn't have to matter to you, and that's just a lesson I think you know. Kids all the way up to adults, we get caught up in. Ma- making things matter that don't even matter to you, but they become significant for no reason at all. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Any final thoughts from you, Todd, or any, any way that we can find more about your, your fitness business or the hall of fame business, a way that people can learn more about you. Absolutely. You can, um, if you're a high school player, high school coach, you can go to tip of the spear football.com or T O S F B.com. And it's just, um, I barely brushed on it, but it's just a way to teach people prints. We never learned this. I didn't learn it. So when I first was exposed to it, I was like, wow, like we, we were never learned. We, we were never taught how to basically we really focus on pre-tackle contact. We've heard use your hands, use your hips, stuff like that. But we never were taught it in a progression. That's what you do a tip of the spear. So if you're a player or a coach, check it out. And I'm telling you, it'll change the way you approach the game. Just, just looking through the, the videos and stuff we have on there. And then um, Hall of Fame Solutions, is our website is hof-solutions.com. And it's a real simple website, but it's, we, we have bands available, resistance bands. I use them a lot to train. And there's a lot of videos on, on YouTube, stuff like that. So social media, you can find us. Awesome, man. Thank you so very much. Prince, anything else? Any final thoughts? No, um, my final thoughts is just, man, Todd, thank you, man. You're making a difference in the world. We need more people just like you. And keep being an inspiration, man, because I guarantee you with your interview and your story, your narrative that you that you shared today, it's changing lives. Prince, I appreciate what you're doing, too. Like I I, t- I was telling my wife a little bit about this and she was like she said it, too. She was an athlete her whole life. Like, you know, you might you play in the SEC in soccer. That's that's your whole life. You, you do it up to that point, And then guess what? All of a sudden you're 22. That's gone. And, and you search, you go, what, what am I going to do? What, who am I? What do I, what do I do? And, and you, yeah, I think a lot of it, you just get through it eventually, but you're not alone. Everybody, everybody goes through it. And right. it's uh, guys like you that talk about it, it helps, man. You, you know, you're not alone in all this stuff. Oh, now you feel about it. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Well, I Thanks. It, and I really, I really, I'm glad I, glad I got in touch with you. Yeah, man. Thanks. To, thanks to Chris Matthews. Shout out to Chris. Matthews. Yeah, right. Thanks. Chris. <laughs> and by the way, Chris, honestly, yeah. He'll probably tell you, but he was the, probably the best high school football player I've ever seen. He was unbelievable. Wow. I told you that, right? Wow. <laughs> no, you never told me. He was me, a but... great player, man. It's just, just uh, you know, it's just 
things didn't work out for him to get to. But man, he was tough, tough guy. Wow, that's awesome. amazing! I know Chris hopped in the comments. Yo, that's my Facebook tidy T. So uh, <laughs> he hopped in there. So thank you very much. No, my Chris fullback man. I was I was his fullback, not his Facebook. <laughs> oh, oh, it was a fullback. FB. Yeah, I used to block for Chris. <laughs> that's my Facebook. <laughs> Listen, I'm locked in. You know what? Hey. I need to be more in the moment. I was actually about to say fullback tidy. Didn't ah, that's all right, man. I, so shame on me. I was an athlete, not, not like uh, you all, but I was Facebook. <laughs> anyway, now back to your regularly scheduled program. Thank you very much for putting me on notice. My bad, Chris. I promise I'm a smart dude and I know sports. Anyway, thank you all for popping in, for laughing, for learning, and for loving a little bit more with us. Todd Delamalia, thank you for sharing not just your story, but your family and your thoughts and insight with us. We truly appreciate you all. Uh, thank you very much, Prince, for doing what you do and how you do it. Please make sure you stay in tune with us for tomorrow, day 10, as we hang out with Ray Leonard Jr. as we discuss how we can continue to help you learn how you can improve your game beyond the game. Hmm. Have a great day. Peace. Peace. Thank you. Have a good one. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new show is posted. And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about our events, courses, and other programming, check out GameBeyondTheGame.com. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.